This episode of On the Hop News is brought to you by Thinking Baseball, the only educational baseball app for coaches and players that allows users to see, hear, and touch the plays as they happen. Narrated by a legendary baseball broadcaster, Pat Hughes, and powered by a groundbreaking database, Thinking Baseball puts you on the diamond. Whether you're the cutoff man on a hit to the outfield or the first baseman trailing the batter on a sure double, everyone on the field has a job to do on every play. Learn to do it better with Thinking Baseball. Visit thinkingbaseball.com or download the free app from the Apple Store or Google Play today. It's time to get your head in the game. Today is May 17th, 2019, and this is Friday's edition of On the Hop. Good morning, good morning, baseball enthusiasts. Welcome to On the Hop, a daily baseball podcast focused on delivering up-to-date news from around the league. A little bit of a slow day for baseball yesterday, so going to try to keep this a little short to send you off and into the weekend. So let's get started. According to Arizona's SB Nation website affiliate, the AZ Snake Pit, yes, Snake Pit, a potential new Diamondbacks ballpark design may have leaked. Mace Architects, who has a long track record with designing sports facilities like Staples Center, Safeco Field, and FC Cincinnati's MLS Stadium, had a posting on their website with what appeared to be a prototype of a Chase Field replacement. Now, if this was just some other website or company, it could be overlooked. But the fact that the company's founder, Dan Mace, has been so involved with sports facilities, there's a good chance the company has at least been hired for the concept. According to the webpage, the clients for this prototype were listed as the Arizona Diamondbacks, and the date of the project given was 2019. The snake pit continues. <laughs> I can't say that with a straight face. The snake pit continues by saying that this implied it was indeed an officially requested plan rather than an unsolicited set of designs. Author Jim McLennan wrote to both the company and the league asking for more information. The architects didn't respond, but they did remove the page from the site. But the team had this to say. As we continue to do our due diligence, we interviewed a number of architecture firms to understand possibilities both for renovations of Chase Field and a potential new stadium if and when the time is needed. We have never seen the design and we continue to consider all options to ensure the best long-term home for the D-backs and our fans. Chase Field just turned 20 years old recently, so this seems a little premature, but Turner Field, where the Braves played, didn't even last 20 seasons in the MLB, so it's not completely unrealistic. And as we move into the celebration of failures, and no, it has nothing to do with the Orioles, the San Diego Padres' no-hitter drought is now in a class of its own, according to thescore.com. The Padres, still the only MLB franchise without a no-hitter, failed to throw one on Thursday for the 8,020th consecutive game, breaking the New York Mets record for the most games played by an organization before recording its first no-no. According to the website nonohitters.com, it's actually a thing. It's a pretty cool site. Go check it out. Padres pitchers have taken no-hitters into the eighth inning on 22 occasions, and only five of those bids made it into the ninth inning, and just two were broken up after 26 outs. The Padres are only second, however, in the longest no-hit drought in MLB history. The longest stretch without a no-hitter for any franchise still belongs to the Philadelphia Phillies, who went 8,945 games without throwing one over a 58-year period. But at least they still got one unlike the Padres. So see how if you just tweak the words a bit in the English language, you can create a new milestone or record just for about anything. It's really easy. For example, I'm the only male in his mid-30s with three surgeries in less than three years who's never hit a home run, even in wiffle ball, during the modern era of backyard baseball. Where's my article? And sticking with the Padres, according to ESPN, after Ian Kinsler's three-run blast in the bottom of the sixth put the Padres up for good in a 4-3 win against the Pirates, he let out a profane outburst as he crossed home plate. Ian Kinsler has struggled in San Diego, and the fans are taking notice. He's really not a fan favorite. Honestly, another one of those overpaid, overrated players. 
or one of those, look what I used to be able to do, so pay me and treat me according to that. As he crossed home plate, with his chest sticking out and waving his arms and his gesture that says, I'm including all of you in this phrase, he simply shouts, F you. Several times, in fact. Now, to be fair, he also said it in the dugout, so that phrase must also be addressed to his teams. At least that's his story. This is what he has to say. That was for my teammates. It had nothing to do with the fans. It's for my teammates. It's an inside thing with him. Just trying to get everybody fired up. We had a tough road trip. I'm a passionate player. I try to get my teammates going. That was it. But what I don't understand is his gesture was clearly directed to those, you know, outside, not just inside. Manager Andy Green had a different perspective. I think we're aware of what's going on. I understand the emotion of the game a little bit, the frustration he's felt up to this point. I'm not excusing anything by any stretch, but understanding what he feels like to go to the plate every day and grind and struggle, the world we live in, you hear a lot of hostility. So some of that comes out at times. He continues, we as professionals should handle that displeasure in a more positive way than it was handled today. With him, he knows that. He's played the game a long time, clearly not expressed well today. Ultimately, though, he's a passionate player. Well, then if he's a passionate player, all can be forgiven. Now, of course, I'm being a little facetious, but as a former, and I mean former, athlete and baseball player, and as someone who struggled mightily in the past with my temper, I still don't understand how passionate is an excuse for a lack of control. I just don't get it. Just my two cents. And your list updates. According to Bleach Report, New York Mets outfielder Michael Conforto suffered a concussion after a collision with Robinson Cano during yesterday's game against the Washington Nationals. National second baseman Howie Kendrick hit a pop-up down the right field line in the bottom of the fifth inning. Conforto was running in to make a play when his face collided with Cano's shoulder, causing him to fall to the ground before leaving the field. New York Post reporter Mike Puma said that Conforto rode the train back to New York from Washington, D.C. for further evaluation. We should probably hear something today is what I'm guessing as far as the extent of the concussion. ESPN reports that national starter Anibal Sanchez is likely headed to the injured list after leaving yesterday's game in the second inning with the hamstring injury. With one out, Sanchez walked Brandon Nemo immediately after the pitch. The team's medical staff visited Sanchez on the mound. Following a brief consultation, the veteran righty yelled into his glove. You probably saw the Ann Kinsler highlight and then walked gingerly back to the dugout. Manager Davey Martinez said he tried to walk it off thinking it was a cramp, but it pulled on him pretty good. He's dealt with it. He knows he's dealt with it before. He doesn't think this one is really bad, but the MRI will tell us more tomorrow in reference to today. So I think the MRI is today. Sanchez gives his remarks as well. I'm probably going to miss another start, but I don't know yet. I just want to wait for tomorrow. I just got a little twist and after it's really hard for me to hold my body straight to home plate. I tried to keep as soft as I can just to not put too much pressure on my leg, but it's my landing leg. There's nothing I can do. If I've got a leg problem, I can't even throw the ball straight to home plate. After an incredible outing just the other day, the Dodgers are expected to play starter Kenta Maeda on the 10-day injured list. According to NBC Sports, it's not clear yet what exactly Maeda's ailment is. It's quite possible this is just a roster trickery aimed at limiting the right-handers' innings. Now, the last sentence is obviously speculation, but actually I'm curious now. Let's move on and talk about some quick takes. As reported by BeyondTheBoxScore.com, Kansas City Royals speed demon Terrence Gore is leading the league in caught stealing. Yes, you heard that right. Caught stealing. Still clocking a sprint speed of 30.1. He's the fourth best in the MLB and only .1 behind Byron Buxton. He has been thrown out five times out of nine attempts. The league average success rate is 77.7%, but Gore's is just 55.6%. This does go to show that you may have speed, but knowing how to run the bases is very important. You just look at Mike Trout. I mean, Mike Trout's got some speed, but he definitely gets himself out of jams because of the knowledge of when to stop, when to go back, and when to move forward. It's, it's a good skill to have. According to Bob Nightingale, the Chicago Cubs and St. Louis Cardinals have agreed to play in London next summer. The Yankees and Red Sox are playing the inaugural series in Europe next month. Then he hashtags rivalries going overseas. I really like getting baseball, America's pastime, 
into the European market. Now, I haven't talked about it too much, and I'm sure you've heard about it, but Joey Mellows, his Twitter handle is at BaseballBrit. He quit his job to tour the U.S. and attend 162 major, minor, and independent baseball games. He's been on MLB Network, ESPN, all over the place. He actually had his Twitter followers increase from around 1,000 to 9,000 in a matter of days. It's, it's pretty fascinating. I've actually interacted with him a little bit on social media and in private messages on Twitter. He's a really cool guy. It's a cool story. You check it out. Uh, like I said, he's a cool chap. Can I say that? I'm not British, but I'm talking about someone who is. According to Bleach Report, the Colorado Rockies are reportedly expected to call up shortstop Brendan Rodgers, whom MLB.com rates as the team's number one prospect from the AAA Albuquerque Isotopes ahead of today's game against the Phillies. So he'll hopefully play against Philadelphia. The 22-year-old from Florida struggled during the first taste of AAA last year with the 554 OPS in 19 games, but he has since then raked 356, 421, 644, triple slash line, and nine home runs in 35 appearances this season. Rogers has posted a 353 on-base percentage with 66 homers and 24 stolen bases in 385 games across six levels of the minor leagues before getting his call up today. This will be interesting to watch because it looks like our prospects are, are shining at this moment, at least most of them, so it's really exciting. And a little bit of fun satire, although it's actually happening. MILB.com has reported that the Tulsa Drillers have officially signed pitcher Henry Rowengartner. The 1993 Rookie of the Year will make his Drillers debut on May the 23rd. It will be his first professional start on the mound in 26 years. Here's what Rowan Gardner has to say. My old pitching coach, Brickma, once told me that the key to being a big league pitcher is the three R's, readiness, recuperation, and conditioning. I have been working very hard on all of these, and I am ready to bring the high, stinky cheddar to Tulsa. To celebrate the signing and his first start in 26 years, the Drillers will also be giving away Henry Rowan Gartner bobbleheads to the first 1,000 fans in attendance on May 23rd, courtesy of Pepsi. And finally, according to the Claiborne Times, the Claiborne Railroaders announced Tuesday that they have released former MLB All-Star Rafael Palmero, along with his son, Patrick Palmero, and a series of moves as the club trims its rosters ahead of yesterday's season opener. While Palmero put together solid numbers last season, the former Texas Ranger was limited to only 31 games due to injury and soreness. In the offseason, Palmero, now 54, underwent knee surgery that has restricted his participation in Railroaders spring training and exhibition games. Rafael Palmero had this to say, For me, I just want to be able to get on the field and stay healthy. I had knee surgery in October. It's a slow process getting back. I'm not 100%. My expectations aren't oriented towards performance on the field because I know I can do it. I just want to be able to stay healthy, maybe not at 100% because I may never ever get that back. But if I can get on the field and play, I'm able to do things I'm capable of doing. That's my goal. That's my goal is to get on the field and stay healthy. Kind of just said the same thing three different ways. Rafael Palmero became the oldest player in professional baseball to hit a home run on May the 21st of last year. As an Orioles fan, I love Palmero. That swing was right up there with Ken Griffey and even Chris Davis. They've got some beautiful swings. Anyway, that's all from me. It's time to call it a week. Thanks so much for tuning in to Friday's edition of On the Hop News. And did you know the Miami Marlins have only hit one home run in the month of May so far? Have an awesome weekend. Talk with you on Monday.